0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mature Audiences Mayhem. My name is Glenn King. and It is my great honor to bring you this podcast where we talk about things that other podcasts either cannot or will not do, that is, things for mature audiences only. Today, we are doing this podcast on International Women's Day, a very special day, and so I went throughout the globe internationally searching for the perfect international woman and as I was traveling through South America, in Peru, or Peru, as they call it down there, I discovered the world's most perfect international woman, and that is the great Alexis Amore, who will be hosting with me today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank there you is. very much. Shout-outs to all the strong women out there listening to this podcast. Mwah.
0: You all know her. She's one of the greatest porn stars in the history of the business.
1: I did, I did try my best to make a mark. <laughs>
0: Uh, A big, big special episode we have with us a pro wrestler, but not just any pro wrestler. Uh, Members of the podcast or listeners of the podcast may recall we did an interview with the Vince uh, McMahon of Vegas about a year ago on Mm -hmm. the podcast. The great Joe DeFalco. I asked Joe DeFalco, who are the guys that are the up-and-comers? Who are the people that he saw as the future of the sport that had come through his wrestling school? The first name that he mentioned, Chris Bay. Awesome. Yeah. And then he's recently awesome. I did a bunch of stuff with Impact Wrestling and who did I see there at the tapings and get to meet? The next big thing. He's the most up and superstar, the most up-and-coming superstar in the business today. Chris Beck. There. You go. there you
1: go. Well said.
2: Y'all didn't see it, I clapped for myself also. I just did that.
1: You should be yeah. your own cheerleader too. <laughs> you
2: have to be, you're number one.
1: Absolutely. Number one yeah. If you don't love yourself, nobody's gonna love well,
0: you. Well no, right. the most <laughs> important skill in wrestling, being able to put yourself over. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Self promotion is everything in this business, Absolutely. especially on the indies. Yeah. No one's doing it for you. You have to do it
2: yourself. Yeah. Yes. That's how we've built this brand. That's how I'm here now. Just promoting myself and
1: Absolutely. doing
2: it all myself. It's a one man show almost, you know? Right, right, it still takes so many different hands, so, so many different people who've had a hand in uh, my success, and where I'm at today. So I still give that credit to everybody, but number one, like you say, you've got to be your biggest fan. So it, it's been 100%. me backing me for sure.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, if, if anything, thanks to where we are in this era, you could self-promote yourself, you're your own publicist. Yep. I mean, like literally, because this is not total podcast, I'm just going to say it, you're your biggest whore, you know, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you whore yourself out there, <laughs> but you know, you are your biggest cheerleader and you have to be out there promoting yourself constantly because you're up and coming and you are the next big thing if not already, because your YouTube is amazing, by the way.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Did a little research, huh? Yeah, I yeah,
1: did. Okay. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, I was, what they calling it on Instagram? I was trolling through your stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, but I did like your intro. I think it's, it's very, you know, one thing I like about wrestling, and I think as a woman that likes wrestling, there's a lot of amazing wrestlers but there's some intros that i have to say they suck yeah no for sure you know and then you see the telling and you're like oh my god you deserve better than that Yeah. who did this to you yeah but your intro is catchy i was yeah. like hey oh my yeah. god, I like this thank you
2: thank you i uh when it comes to the entrance i uh i had a couple different options in front of me but uh, i wanted something that i'm all about connecting people so when it comes to my theme song it was a song that one of my very best friends back in Virginia made. He made the song, he's a music engineer, very talented guy. Very nice. Uh, his name's T. Sliz, and uh, he made this song, and I just feel like it fit perfectly to the story I wanted to convey and who I want to be on television. And I got the thumbs up to use it, so now it's just fitting the story perfectly. Like you said, it, it's good, it's, it's catchy, it's, it's catchy. fun, and, and the internet seems to really like it, So, and I love it, so. The number one thing is feeling comfortable when you when you perform, right? So, right. As soon as I step through that curtain, if the song ain't me, I can't be me. So absolutely, you know, it's one of those things. Like,
1: absolutely, I feel like as a feature entertainer, my intro song is what gives me that energy.
0: Hundred percent. You know what I mean? Like yep. if
1: I don't have that, that like that vibe, I know it's not gonna be a good show.
2: Yep. yep. So
1: I totally get it. Like everybody's like, just pick a song. It's like, no, it's not any song. Like, you need to pick something that you're going to feel it because that's what gives you, like, I even get chills. Like, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to freaking kill it Mm -hmm. now. So I think that's what gives you that kick in the butt. Like, I got good music i got the vibe obviously the body the attitude you know and then you're gonna you're gonna go in and, and kick ass
2: yeah you know what i'm saying hey you know we we just trying to keep up with your body you know what I'm <laughs> that's, that's all that's all i'm trying to do is just keep up
1: here you, well, you keep oh. saying that i just ate in and out <laughs> uh, you know along those
0: lines one thing we've established on the podcast as we interviewed various wrestlers is that there seems to be two types of wrestlers out there there are Entertainers who can wrestle and then athletes who can entertain or wrestlers who can entertain right which one are you um
2: man, give it to me again let me let me hear it again okay oh, so <laughs>
0: certain guys right. are you know you take like John Cena. John yeah. Cena or The Rock. Those mm-hmm. are entertainers. Yeah, yeah. Who learn some wrestling skills. Yeah. Right. But their real abilities are in their promos. For sure. No, and yeah. their and their way of, you know, how uh, they talk facial expressions. way they talk the way they can rally how a crowd. Yeah, the way yeah. they can read a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Then there are other guys like Bret Hart yep. who, mm. you know, probably the greatest technical wrestler of all time. Yeah. And uh, uh you know that he's really a wrestler who then sort of learned it took him a long time I yeah, think yeah and then there's Jericho who you know I've said yeah. on this show I think is the GOAT. He's both he really though, is because he, really he, is. he is yeah he's he both can though. do it all yeah he's Jericho really is.
1: is a good wrestler and on top of that he could act he could carry a storyline yeah. he could go from zero to hundred but he could do both you could be both
2: yeah yeah why not I, you know I'd like to be both down the line for sure I think uh, I think if we classify I me mean, now it would be an entertainer who learned how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, I I loved wrestling all my life, it's what I wanted to do, but I come from an entertainment background. My grandfather was a singer, uh, nice. oh. and um, traveled the world singing. Uh, so when I was really young, I used to go over to my grandfather's house and sing and, and, and mess around on his stage, you know, and, and wanna perform, I always wanted to perform. Wrestling was always something I loved, but it was never like the moves that Captured me in wrestling. It was never the technical ability. You talk about guys like Bret Hart and all these guys I respected these people, but I never was watching like man. This is great wrestling like it was people like Eddie Guerrero where I saw these Characters, and right? The, you know. People, so you like people. the acting?
1: You like you like I the storyline? I
2: love that over everything because that's that's how people relate. Well, at Absolutely. At the end of the day, we're making a television show. We're making something that's supposed to be entertaining. It can't just be one-dimensional with wrestling. It has to have something compelling for people to want to bite into. They have to. There has to be some type of a story that makes Absolutely. someone want to tune in. So then the moves matter because of what's happening instead of right. just moves being done. You know. So
1: you feel like. Wrestling is your acting job first, your character, yes. your whatever, and then you put the like the cherry on top is the fact that you could wrestle.
2: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So that's a good thing. It's a great thing because yeah. there's a lot of good wrestlers through time, and I'm, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, I'm a Roman Reigns fan. Yeah. but the man couldn't carry a storyline, and a lot of people gave him shit for that. Yep. yep. But he could. He's a, a great wrestler. Yes. And yeah. they try. I think that WWE tried so hard to put him on that. Pedestal yeah. and took it away so fast because he couldn't carry that storyline. Sorry, Roman. <laughs> but I, lo- I love you. I, I love, love you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's, yeah.
1: I feel like that's the truth, you know? And yeah. you know, unfortunately, that's the thing with wrestling. Like some people could have it both, but yeah. it's a very small percentage, maybe I'm wrong, yeah. that could have that qual- no, both that's, qualities. It's yeah, no, no. a
0: very small percentage who okay. can do both. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what makes
2: the difference. That's what makes the biggest difference. That's why right. when we think about stuff like that, and we say guys like Rock and we say guys like Cena. There's always that specific group we we tend to name drop right. because
0: it's not everybody. Cena's it's not anyway. everybody. But the great, the, ones that we <laughs> list in, in the greatest of all time list. When you start making that little list, yeah. like you throw right. Shawn Michaels in yeah. there. One hundred percent. Hulk Hogan. But well, we're talking yeah. about it. Hulk H- Hogan. You know showman well, and not a wrestler I right guess. Yeah.
2: but um, but that's, he's still that's the key that was the key right there yeah, exactly.
0: the, yeah the
1: entertainment and it was a great deal when we had you know macho man and him together it was like yeah. the perfect pairing you know and the storyline was i mean i'm not gonna lie i love the wrestling now i think you know wrestling's gone above and beyond just wwe you yes. have impact we have so many other different categories you yeah. know the japanese wrestling is and nothing ever seen before. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean this this guys really go out there and get hurt like I mean We're not talking about just cutting yourself like they used to do right or yeah. playing that storyline like you know Like when you know wrestling you could tell a little bit like okay, you're gonna get hurt now Like yeah. you ready? Yeah, you know and you you see little things. It's like sports like any sports like you know baseball football you know there's a there's a, a there's a play a power play yeah. you know going on and i feel that's the same thing with wrestling 100%. but now i feel like it's gone so big and there's so many different i will say like companies yeah that yeah. are bringing talent like you that is great because before it was like everybody wanted to be with wwe you know yeah. like yeah it was like the vivid of for me, for wrestling. Mm -hmm. But now you have like impact, you have like all these different companies that are amazing and they're putting their talent to do like you said you picked your song yeah somebody didn't pick it for you like they used to do like a lot of wwe stars don't have that choice exactly you know they
0: don't even get to pick their name yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know what i mean for that and i think we're starting to see more and more people turning the wwe down these days at least until they develop their brand on their own where they know because right now i think wwe is trying to she dies away from from the other organizations yeah. and they're burying them. For sure, yeah. And it's it's but tough. It, I've seen Again, lately. that's like
1: the whole thing. It's like WWE to me was like the vivid video, like in my era. Like I everybody wanted to be a vivid girl. Yeah. Like everybody wanted to be with that top company. But then all of a sudden things changed. Internet became big. Girls had a boys. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm my own person and I'm gonna go with this company that because They're growing, and they're putting me first, and they're promoting me, and they're doing more things for you as talent, which makes, when you said, oh, I picked my own song, I was like, congratulations. That's (laughs) a lot of choices that a lot of wrestlers don't have. They do
0: not have that. So it's funny you mentioned that, because there was a controversy with Chris Bay that was sort of famous in the wrestling world the last week or so, apparently... Uh, there was an AEW conference call or something like that, yep. and they were asking Cody Rhodes about wrestlers they have their eye on, yeah. and he says Chris Bay, uh-huh. and then like later on that day, the announcement gets made that Chris signed with Impact. Yeah. How did this <laughs> yeah. whole thing happen? Uh,
2: well, it's a fl- it's a really um, it's the timeline is crazy. So um, the end of September, early October, I wrestled for Ring of Honor and Impact when they came here in Vegas. And then WWE was coming to town, and I got the extra talent call, and I went up there. And the only thing I was thinking was, man, if I could get a match, I could make my own history here and do Ring of Honor, Impact, and WWE in the same two weeks. Like, who, who else? Who else? Who's now, done like, that? Who right. Who else? And even if someone else has, for me, still it's a personal milestone for a mm-hmm. guy at my level and where I'm at. So, as soon as um, the day comes for. Uh, WWE, I get the 205 live spot, I make the WWE debut, and um, of course the internet explodes. It's a great big deal. For me, it was a lifetime achievement, especially being able to do it under the name Chris Bay because uh, Bay is just my real last name. So mm-hmm. for me, uh, it's my family's lineage that I'm now putting on a grander scale. So I think the next day or so, um, I started talking with Impact Wrestling. Sometime, I think the next week, I started talking with them about possibly coming in. Uh, but later that- and week, who,
0: who do you talk to over there? Is that Scott or? or Scott, yeah. and I also have a really uh, Scott close Timor. relationship
2: with uh, D'Lo. Mm-hmm. So um, it was Scott and D'Lo that I was talking with. So maybe in the middle of the week, I was just messing around on Twitter. I had a picture with Cody Rhodes from the summer of 2018. So I put up a picture, I'm like, business meeting with Cody Rhodes, JK, he doesn't know me an hour later he tweets me back or so with uh the the gift that everyone's seen of cody in the hallway with the camera coming in tight and he's doing the listening And the internet's like okay whoa what's going on here like this is a thing so later that night i'm in the gym cody follows me and i'm like okay maybe this is you know you, excited. Thing, you, know? Yeah, you like, got excited know you got happy about that. oh hell yeah dash and chris bay it's no it's no you know it's, Absolutely. it's no surprise dash and cody rose dash and chris bay this was me 10 years ago being a fan uh came up with the name and I just kept it because Chris Bay was taken. So whoever's got the Chris Bay at, keep suck. it. Because I'm, I'm dashing Chris Bay. Yeah. Uh, and you, you suck. And you suck. And you suck. But, um, <laughs> so, so those things are happening and then uh, Cody and I would like sporadically talk to each other on Twitter, um, just mess around about stuff like airport shenanigans or uh, me in the gym lifting and him responding, saying dashing or stuff like that. Just Just hinting and everything. But once again, the entire time I was talking to Impact already. So... We hadn't talked about anything, and uh, I signed the deal with Impact maybe um, late November, early December, so it's it's been finalized. It's just that work in progress. Thank you so much. It, it, it was a personal goal of mine. Like you said, WWE used to be the only place in town, and that was my lifelong goal over everything, right. was WWE. But once I started wrestling, I realized that it's not to be all end all because... There's all these other opportunities, all these other platforms that will showcase you and give you these creative controls that will help you build your brand the way you want to. Um, So Cody, I wake up one morning and Cody, I see Cody said something about me on a conference call. So I go check it out and I hear it. And um, he and I talked probably an hour later where we text back and forth for a second where I finally let him know that I was off the market and it wasn't a thing anymore. And You're gonna
1: jump on it when it's hot, you know what I mean? That's, that's all it is right there. And I I
2: love Cody, I respect Cody and I appreciate him saying my name because it helped build my brand and helped build this speculation for me over the last couple of months. Right. And what I plan to do is grow to the biggest potential possible and then maybe down the line a couple years from now we can have dash and chris Bay versus dash and cody rhodes and we'll see who's the real dashing one you know right. but in order for that match to it's make like a money, challenge like, right now oh, <laughs> i know i know he's listening i know and he's I, listening uh, i love, yeah. love putting it cody, out there <laughs> but I'm, I'm the dashing one now and you, you <laughs> deemed it so now you got to deal with it And right. a couple years from now we're going to make some big money with this match.
1: Absolutely. For now. Hey, who says a couple of years, the way you're going, it could be even sooner than that. It, it could be. Let's do some crossover. <laughs> AEW
2: versus Impact Wrestling. Let's make that happen. What's, what's the deal with that, Cody? But that's basically <laughs> how, how that timeline all went down. It was just like Ring of Honor, Impact, WWE. Just subtweeting tweeting oh. with Cody. Let's get the yeah.
0: the just to explain what happened there with Cody mentioning to you and not realizing that you already signed. Yeah, yeah. That must have been before you told him. Yes. Yeah, so, him so I told when him, you yeah. saw that, yeah, that is at the time when you went. Oh, I better text him and let him know.
2: It was it was the moment where I, uh, because I once again I knew but he hadn't said anything to me so we, we had never spoke about me coming in or them actually being interested in maybe bringing me in or maybe even a, a, a deal where it's like hey uh this is where it's at it might take a couple months if you want to you know hang around and wait whatever like, there was just no conversation right. there about anything so for me it's teasing.
1: It was like a cop tease. Exactly. So
2: it's a, it, was, it was just a cop tease. That's all it was. And, and, and as, as shitty as it is, that's what it was. Right. I'm a professional. We're all professionals. Right. I speak business. And you I have speak to make English. a
1: decision for your life. Yes. You yeah. know, and impact is as good as any other wrestling. I, I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right now, like you said, things could happen and why not, but you have to make a decision for your career. Yes, yes. And. God, this thing doesn't work, people. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> not,
0: Impact is a good we don't place like to be. It. Impact has money now. It's uh, a great place. Yeah, to. yeah, now that they did the deal with the Access Channel, right. yeah. suddenly they have the ability to get in front of millions of people. Yeah. Absolutely. And with the brains of Don Callis and Scott DeMore doing the storylines, I think if anybody. Out there, I know a lot of our listeners watch Impact Wrestling. It's it's probably the most it's the easiest to watch. You know, like if you want to watch every week and stay entertained. I mean, they make it easy
1: for you to watch it and enjoy it. That's what I think, you know. And like again, I'm I'm not um, talking shit about WWE at all. But I've been to enough WrestleManias, enough shows to know in LA and when I'm Monday Night Raw and all these things. But I noticed even when I went to the last show. They're struggling yeah. right now. I think they're like trying the WWE. They, yeah, they're trying a little too hard that is boring your fans. Yeah. As a fan, I'm sitting there live show. Yeah. Which what could it need not be better? You yeah. know, a few rows from the ring and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like I'm I'm this is I'm getting tired.
0: Yeah. 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 No, you know? I went to uh, NXT taping two weekends ago. Yeah. I just I mean I, I so I went to Impact on Friday, mm-hmm. NXT on Saturday. Uh, and then uh and then impact again on sunday the just the nXt is just it's it's very professionally done yes. Yes. the music is really good yeah. mm. uh the wrestling is tight, it but in terms of the too. story that they 're oh. trying to tell, yeah. which actually brings me to the match I watched of yours uh, uh yesterday as I was doing a little research here, so I watched you versus uh shotgun Jones or is it mm. Shogun Shogun. Jones? Shotgun Shogun Jones yes. yeah. Uh, interesting match, it was it was like uh, 16, 17 minutes, but in that time, well there were two things that stood out to me. Number one, the storytelling. I mean, there was a lot of, it wasn't just two guys banging on each other, it was a back and forth. <laughs> that, Sorry, mature, mature, mature audience
1: I'm sorry. My, my head is somewhere We're mature <laughs> audiences. Yeah. Come on. It's
0: allowed. Banging on each other, not banging each other. <laughs> uh, no, but there was a lot of back and forth. And even the announcers actually did a pretty good job, I think, of selling it as, as uh, you know, this is it for Chris Bay. He can't possibly survive this. He's given it his all. He's out. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting is your style, which maybe you can describe to us because so I did, I took martial arts for about 10 years or so, and my uh, my sensei used to tell me, Glenn, you're a straight line guy, at, you know, at five foot, seven and a half, let's call me, my best thing was to uh, get in there and, you know, get in close with somebody and then, yeah. and then you know, straight them. strikes, <laughs> but, and then he would say, now the opposite of you is a circular fighter, you're a circular fighter, yeah. you do a lot of spinning kicks, and yes. And stuff like that. So, yes. what's what was your background that led you to that style?
2: Um, I did. I, I I won't ever attribute this to what I do in the ring, but I did do a, a couple months of Taekwondo. You know? oh, yeah, nice.
0: and okay. that's,
1: and I, that's very circular. Yeah, yeah it's,
2: it's and I learned a couple of kicks and and cool things from it. But I think my my style and what has. Developed in the ring has come from what I like in movies and art. Uh, I like to take a lot of inspiration from movies I'm a huge fan of Michael J. White. So oh, like, a lot of the stuff I, I'll do in the ring if you watch a lot of his films You'll see a lot of similarities because I'll take stuff and turn it into wrestling um, Or turn it into that professional wrestling and add the entertainment maybe add a dance in here or something just to Separate it and make it more me, but I uh, I just understood when I first got into wrestling once again 5'8", you know, uh, not the biggest guy, especially when I got in, I was 20 pounds lighter than I am now. Um, and even in that match, 20 pounds lighter, uh, I'm facing this guy who's six, four. A lot of these people are huge people. I've seen everyone in every locker room. A lot of these guys are big people. And for me, I never just wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to be the WWE champion. I wanted to be the world champion. Wherever that was, I wanted to be the top. And if the top spot is reserved for these big guys, I got to figure out how to beat the big guys. So, to figure out how to beat the big guys, I got to outmove the big guys. Because I can't go in a straight line against the big guy. That's right. not, not going to work. For it's me. like hitting a wall. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. hitting a wall. I got to make them chase me, and then I got to finesse my way around it, or I got to put I them like in a trap, or I got to kick them to, to piss them off. And then, you know, now it leads to them trying to swing on me, and I can duck all that because they're swinging out of anger, and I can kick them some more. And now I can break them down systematically. That's Get, kind them, of tired. Like, exactly. Get exactly. them tired. Exactly. Get them tired. Get them tired because I can run circles around them. Exactly. You know, like use the advantages I have to create something that's authentic for our viewers when they see it and they understand. One of the best compliments I ever got was um, that... They lo- someone wa- loves watching me work with uh, bigger people because they never watch a, ma- a chris bay match against a larger opponent and go oh chris is gonna lose they right. always believe like yeah well no he could pull it off yeah. because i i feel like with the work i make it believable that match with shogun was my first big title defense after winning the heavyweight championship and um he's a very talented up and comer but once again he's six Four, six, five, fifty pounds. I I work out with him all the time. This guy can go. This guy's uh, an animal. So I already know that coming into that scenario, we have to make sure he is his first main event for the championship. We got to make sure that coming out of this, he looks as great in defeat as I look in victory. And it's just that storytelling. Once again, we get back to, I had a blast with that match. I think it's one of my... uh, my personal favorites, and I'm, I would hope it's one of his. You know, I would hope it's one of his. It's just I had to learn how to finesse people. Being people like Alex Hammerstone and people like Brody King and Killer Cross and so many Luchasaurus, so many huge people that I've had to go to battle with, and I've pulled off these incredible matches with. It's just that that easy storytelling, that cat and mouse. I mean, once I get caught, you saw the Shogun match. I was sticking and moving, sticking and moving, sticking and moving. And then once he caught me and drilled me, I was yeah. down for a while, you know, like it only took one of his blows. It took a lot from me, but we had to work him down to set that health bar in a video game, you know. I hit him once, it's like a little bit, it goes back up
0: to restoration. He hits me once and I'm on days
2: KO mode, you know. Right. But, but
0: you know, one thing I caught that I I thought was great was that usually what happens is in a big guy-little guy match, or a big guy-quick guy match, there's some point where the big guy has to make a mistake. You know, he's got to Absolutely. launch himself on the top rope, and then the guy moves out of the way. Yeah. And the, the guy, the, 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 the smaller guy, always then comes to life at that point. Yeah. So he was, a minute ago, he was dying on the ground, and all of a sudden now, boom, he's got the end. It's like he hulked up or something. But you didn't do that. So you're in the corner, and he comes charging at you, and instead of doing a somersault and getting out of the way, you fell forward like you were fainting yes, and yes. got out of the way that way, and then he crashes into the turnbuckle, yeah. which gives him the opening to make his, you know, He's hot, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, it has, it has to be a build. You got to take people on that roller coaster, and it goes back to an entertainer versus a wrestler. I don't go out there to wrestle matches. I go out there to take people on a, on a ride. When you're watching right. a Chris Bay performance, I want you to... Discover all types of different uh, ranges of emotion while watching it and just like how you just reflect back to that moment I wasn't even thinking about that moment But when you say it I know exactly what you're talking about because it was something that I personally Felt was a good touch instead of just moving out of the way once again Rolled it out of the way Summer all I could have done that a million times but Falling out of the way out of almost desperation or last minute. Maybe maybe he just fell because he was tired or maybe That was his way of escaping. We never know but what happens next people are Invested they're trying to figure it out while they're watching it and as it keeps building they're understanding more and more what's going on Okay, wait. Okay. No, he just okay. He ducked that one and then he hit him with this one Okay, but now he's trying to shoot him. He can't shoot this guy. But this guy reverses, but now now he's gonna go, Oh, but there's a boot and it keeps people right into this story, you know, I, I love it I love the art of storytelling through your emotion. It's all it is is emotion. I want people to feel my emotion. That's why I'm thrilled to be on Impact now and be on a television platform because for the last three years of my career, people have seen how good of a wrestler I am. Right. I'm not a wrestler. I'm an entertainer. Right. So now the world's going to get to see my promo skills. They're going to get to see my facials for cameras, not the other facials for cameras. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Don't worry, I retired stuff. from those a long time ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're going to talk about Impact, and uh, we're still going to dig further into your origin story. But first, we need to talk about our sponsor, Sext Panther. All right, let's talk about Sext Panther. Hey, those of you who are regular listeners of the show have uh, gotten to meet some of the most amazing people in the world and I'm talking about adult film stars. Adult film stars are fun and they have great personalities and they have wonderful sexuality. All of these are things that you would like to know more of. You would like to have an intimate relationship with your favorite adult film star and I am happy to tell you that there's a great way and that is Sex Panther. Sex Panther which is spelled S E X T P-A-N-T-H-E-R can be found at sextpanther.com and what you do is you get the phone number of your favorite adult film star or adult entertainer, let's say, and you start texting her and you can either exchange pictures with her, have her send you pictures, she can send you videos, she can talk to you on the phone. For some of you, that means you're going to just get great, hot, sexy pictures. But for others of you, It can mean actually getting to know your favorite adult star, uh, getting to talk to her and have conversations about what's going on in life. Some uh, of my listeners have told me that they have made amazing connections this way. And you can do all that at sextpanther.com. And let me spin this the other way. If you're one of the many adult performers who listens to the show and you're not on Sex Panther yet, what the heck are you doing? Get on there right away so that you can start getting to know your fans. Fans, performers, get to know each other. Form bonds and relationships that you will have for many, many years to come. And it's a great way for fans to support their favorite performer. So go check it out. That's Sex Panther, S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R, SexPanther.com. <music> Okay, well, we're back, and so now let's let sort go back a little bit here because we really haven't covered the Chris Bay origin story yet. Yeah. You talked a little bit about you know your influences and so on, but for starters, where are you from? Even I'm from Alexandria, Virginia. It's, nice. Uh,
2: very far from here. And <laughs> yes, doing podcasts in yeah. Yeah, yeah, Vegas. Yeah, we're in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. but and, it's um, so beautiful there. It's it's cool. It's cool. Growing up there sucks. I'll really? tell you. That, yeah. <laughs> Let's be sucks. honest. Yeah.
1: I guess because I just visited. So yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff
2: to see. You know, you, you can travel right into DC and see all the right. cool stuff. You can go to the harbor, which has the MGM now and all types of fun stuff, and you can see a lot of rich history uh, yeah. throughout the U- U.S. history. You know yeah. that that derives from that side of the world but um i grew up over there and i always wanted to be a wrestler there was no schools there mm. the closest thing maybe to me was maryland championship wrestling
0: but so, wait you always want to be a wrestler so was which show were you watching growing up wwe i was watching was there? i was watching wwe I, uh, I was watching a lot of wwe um because there was and, wcw when you were growing yeah, up. yeah there right? was wcw okay.
2: but i was uh i was i so i was born in 96 shocker right um so baby's a baby. baby. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it. problem
0: sometimes because when I was growing up there were uh WCW right. and uh world, world so yeah, like yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: all these different organizations, then I forget that you know by the time a 96 baby comes along, yeah. you're down to just WCW exactly, and yeah. WWE. Yeah, yeah,
2: And there was some ECW in there too. Uh and I watch I, I watched all three programs, but I was locked on WWE. It was something about Triple H specifically. Mm-hmm. And then my one of my brothers was a big Steve Austin fan. Another one of my brothers was a big rock fan. So we had like the whole triad there. Like who's the real top guy? Here? Right. And I'm like, it's Triple H, clearly. He's, <laughs> he spits water, bro. You know? Yeah. It's,
1: it's yeah. Triple H. Absolutely. Yeah. But I love the fact that even from you're coming in, I totally get it. You know, like I'm Peruvian. I was born in Peru and it's like, where's a girl like you like, why do you like wrestling? And yeah, how yeah. do you start watching? And then I get it. like. You know, all of a sudden, you're from Virginia, and your brother's even, like, wrestling. Yeah. Like, how yeah. cool is that?
2: Yeah, it's, it was astronomical odds that that was even what it was but it didn't last long they faded out of it as most people do yeah uh and i don't blame people you know it was I mean, it was, it was at you a know hot they oval, like too you know? Yeah.
1: You know, i mean they didn't like triple h yeah you know, exactly so like, yeah can you blame them no. yeah.
2: <laughs> triple, triple h got the title too many times they were like yeah we're out of here yeah.
0: we're, we're good with this um that's what my brothers i two brothers yeah. and so we all were the von Ericks. oh him, nice yeah i have on my Freebirds t-shirt today love by the love way it. Love yeah. i was gonna say that listeners out there um but my two brothers sort of faded away from wrestling, and I never did. And to yes. this day, I tell them stuff like, hey, I met so-and-so wrestler. And they're yeah. like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and they're, they're like, like, yeah,
2: you know what? I'm fuck here. you, loser. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, cool, man. Yeah, whatever.
0: And what's better
2: than that? Anything. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but WWE. It was WWE, and then until um, 2004, I saw Impact. And I started watching Impact. Probably, um, you know, we'll be honest. I, I watched Impact probably until about... The uh, Hogan era. You yeah. Know, once Hogan right. came in, it got real weird. It got it got WCW 2.0, and yeah. it really just looked straight up like all the young guys who were running the company: the AJ Styles, the Frankie Kazarians, the Samoa Joes, the Christopher Daniels, the the Kenny Kings. All these all these other people who were new faces just didn't seem important anymore on their product and and maybe turn the channel and just stick with WWE. And even then, WWE wasn't putting out the best product, but I stayed loyal because I knew it was still what I wanted to do. I wanted to entertain, so it didn't matter to me who was the most entertaining at the time. It just mattered to me that when I got in it, I would be the most entertaining. So it just derived from me having such a love and a passion and never having someone tell me that the business was fake and spoil it for me. Mm
1: -hmm. I saw it
2: for what it was. I said, I'm entertained by this. This is entertainment. And Eddie Guerrero won the WWE Championship, and I said, this is how I want to make people feel. The way this is making me feel right now, at eight years old watching that, that was when I made the the decision right there in that moment that I have to be a wrestler, nothing more, nothing less, uh, because of that moment of emotion and passion and, and the reality of his story it felt so real. It felt genuine. You could latch to it. You you were entertained. You were on the roller coaster with him. You wanted him to succeed. He succeeded. He made it to the top against a guy like Brock Lesnar. No one beats Brock Lesnar. You can count yeah. on one hand how many people have beat Brock Lesnar. You right. know.
1: I don't like so- him, by the way.
2: Most people don't. He
1: always kills my undertaker.
2: He he almost smacked me once,
0: but that's a story that the internet will <laughs> right, love. But, but Brock Lesnar is six foot five or
1: whatever. Oh, he's
2: and he's he's
0: a huge he's guy. A beast. And a guy like you growing up, you know, who was probably a little undersized yeah. as a kid. So, so like for me, for example, Michael J. Fox was my idol growing up because he was five foot seven ish, and yet he could he showed that he could be a sex symbol. Yeah. As a, as a relatively small guy. So I'm what I'm hearing here is that Eddie. <laughs> That's not that kind of... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the... he was Alexis always goes straight into <laughs> the dirt here. That's fine. That's why we have our um... on the show. <laughs> As the co-host here. So, uh, but Chris and I are unusually well-endowed guys, to be honest here. Uh, I mean, not that I've... You know, I'll
1: be the judge it, but... of that. Let's yeah! <laughs>
0: Okay, my (laughs) point was, though, before that just dragged us us into the dirt, uh, it sounds like when you saw Eddie Guerrero, uh, who was 5'8 or 9 or so, it it probably dawned on you that, wow, look at that, a guy that's relatively my size can become whatever he wants to be.
2: 100%, that's exactly what it was. I eight, so not fully grown, but I see what my brothers look like, I see what my mom and dad look like. We're not big people. We're not super huge people. Uh, I'm taller than my mom, taller than my dad was. Uh, so already capped out on that, you know, like I understand that. I understood that I wasn't gonna get too much larger in scale, but diversity also is a thing. So we didn't have that proper representation in the main event picture like we did with Kofi last year. Um, so at the time, Eddie being Hispanic was like the closest I felt like I was getting to that, that WWE championship being. Um, uh, so it it just all seemed to fit the puzzle. It just it just seemed like that was me, and that's who I identified with. And he was the coolest person, and the most lovable person, to so the point where when Eddie passed, we all cried. You know, and, and we I don't know him, and I you know I was crying. You know, I don't know another celebrity that I can name right now that has passed that I've cried for, and it's not a
1: you make a connection. I feel like with yeah. anything like I. I cried when Celia Cruz died, you know? yeah, and yeah. I never met the woman, but I grew up listening to her and I, the moment I found out, I was like in tears and yeah. I couldn't stop crying, but I feel like you see a part of their life so much yeah. and I think that's what the good thing about wrestling too, that you get to see a lot of that person, like their training, their this, they're, there's really more, one of the sports is more open, yes, I feel, yeah, yeah. because you see all that, yes. you know, you don't see that a lot with. Football players or baseball players, you yeah. know, you don't see them on TV constantly training like you know They're at training camp or you know that they're getting ready for this, yeah. but I feel like with wrestling There's such a like the backstage and this and then you get to find out who they're dating or who they're not dating right, yeah. You know, and I think that's what makes the fans feel like They're a part like you yes. are a part of them, you know, yeah. and that's why I feel like that connection comes.
2: Yeah, no 100% all connection it's how you vibe with people that's how people become these super mega stars people feel connected to you absolutely they, they feel like they know you before they have even met you and mm-hmm. i hear tons of stories now where people tell me that they've watched my youtube channel because i started that when i was 12 making wrestling content I used oh to, wow I, I used to make oh. raw reviews and show off my belt collections just trying to do something to feel accepted because growing up in alexandria virginia not a lot of people were watching wrestling and a lot of people Thought I was lame for watching wrestling and, and thought that I was lame for wanting to be a wrestler. So I Absolutely. went to YouTube and started meeting people all over the country, all over the world who um, had the same passion as me. You know, now I have friends who live in the UK who've been watching Impact and who are stoked that I'm on Impact now because they remember ten years ago when we were on YouTube talking about Impact and I was unboxing Impact World Championships, and now right. here I am competing for them. You know, it's.
1: it's I think, and that's the best thing. One, being an ethnic man, I think. Two, that yeah. you know, you come from Virginia out of you know, and all of a sudden it's like small town. This black guy wants to be a wrestler. Yeah. Like, what is he thinking? Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, is that gonna happen? Yeah. But you did your thing, and the beauty of your era is that you have the internet and you put it on YouTube. That's the key. And I mean, you all come from a, a really good era because you. If somebody goes way back in your time, yeah. they're doing it through the internet, through your YouTube channel. Yeah. And I was gonna tell you, who's doing your editing, good job. Because uh, it's pretty you. cool.
2: Thank you. <laughs> but
1: I was like looking through your thing, and I was like, oh my God, for this guy to be so brand new, you have a history
2: Yes. Yes.
1: on yeah. the internet already. History,
0: yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So you pretty much already make history on that platform, I feel.
0: For sure, no. Impact, I mean, it's global. So, yeah. I mean, it's the internet it's global. You know, and just like the little thing I did on Impact a few weeks ago when I was the porn director in the Ace Austin skit.
1: Oh my God, you went out of your character? Your porn director?
0: (laughs) It's a new role. Who
1: does that?
0: (laughs) That was filmed in this room here. Um, So 20 years, though, I've spent building my brand as a porn director. And now all of a sudden I'm getting on these people contacting me from all over the world saying they saw me on Impact Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this is amazing how passionate wrestling right. people are that even a three minute bit role like that yeah. has people like getting interested and in, you know, like, well, who is this person?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, like, like it is, everybody could like wrestling. is not, like you said earlier, and I'm just gonna go back a little bit on it. You said, when people say wrestling is fake, yeah. I'm not a wrestler, and he fucking insults me. Yeah. It yeah. pisses me off. Right, I mean, yeah. I even with the person I dated, yeah, you ex, yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> he will be like, you like wrestling? You know, it's fake, right? I was like, no, it's not. These people get hurt. Yeah. These people break arms. Right. These people break necks. Yep. You know what I mean? They're out every day working for little days off. They're driving some of them from one location to another. Yeah. With little sleep, sharing a room with other people. You tell me how... Freaking fake is fake. Whoa,
0: whoa. Is Cirque de Soleil fake? Right. Yeah. yeah. And if, that's what it is. It's. Right. And even if
2: your favorite TV show is fake. Right. Whatever entertainment source you <laughs> want. you telling me Law no,
1: and Order in, is fake? Oh, no. There's, there's I'm out of no here way. <laughs> There's
0: There's no way. Come oh, on. no. Breaking
1: Bad? Come oh, my God. On. On. What?
0: So, um, FSW, that FSW. was your first
2: training school? Yes. I, um, so, we talked about Joe DeFalco earlier. I came to Vegas for my 20th birthday. Uh, to I had never been on the West Coast, so I wanted to experience something new. So for my birthday, I came to Vegas and I fell in love. You know, uh, it was just the weather, the people, the way things are open 24 hours, things being food. Um,
1: you went to a strip go, didn't you?
2: I, I, I I actually, no, it's good. <laughs> <kidding. laughs> I fell in love. The, yeah, okay. I fell in love yeah. with a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> and that came later, but I, <laughs> I, I just fell in love with Vegas. So it dawned on me when I got back home that maybe they have a wrestling school because I was looking for a place to move to train anyway. So uh, I was like, maybe they have a wrestling school there. So I researched, I found future stars of wrestling and I was like, oh, cool. They've got, they had guys like Matt Hardy come through here. They you know, they got this guy, Killer Cross, who's their current champion. I don't, never heard of him, but I'm compelled because I never heard or knew anything about independent wrestling. I knew WWE, I knew Impact was still alive, and I knew that Ring of Honor was a thing, but I didn't know anything else. So watching it, I'm just like, okay, this guy's got to look, this guy's got to he, is he built from the school? Is he trained here? Okay, let me, let me, let me call. So I called, Joe didn't answer, I left a message. Um, I get to the gym, I'm about to start a workout, I get a call back from the 702 number, Vegas area code. I answer the phone. Hello, uh this is Joe DeFalco the uh future stars of wrestling. You call here, <laughs> so I give him the whole spiel, yay, my name's Chris, I uh I love wrestling. Been looking to train all my life. Can you give you some information on the school? Yeah, well, we, we've we've got TJP who just won the cruiserweight classic. It's a trainer and Kenny King and D Dilo Brown. Just gives me the whole rundown. Oh, we got classes. J- just to, to be clear, Friday.
0: he never stops talking. So yeah, no, Joe
1: yeah. he just like just name have... drop everybody. But we could teach you. <laughs> that,
0: that, that's Joe to a T. He'll yeah, name yeah. drop everyone and yeah. everything.
2: That he's ever come in contact with. If you ever had a conversation with Joe, yeah. you know that conversation is still going on. <laughs> and, and you already left the right. room, but he's still talking. Right. But uh, he's, he sold me on it. And then the cost, too, uh, versus every other school I've researched in the country, our school is so affordable for what you're getting, the opportunities. Some schools, you train three days a week, you pay so much for tuition and they don't even have their own shows you still gotta once you get through all that training and you get that okay thumbs up you can go wrestle now now you gotta go do this traveling and trying to get on shows versus us where not only do we have Five days a week of training. But then we have student shows for people who are trying to get that first exposure. Then we have our own shows, which sometimes we run into bigger casinos and draw bigger numbers. And now you have the exposure. Then we have the Mecca shows. And then we have places like Ring of Honor and Impact who come into town and we get connected through them. So it just seemed like the smartest option possible. So I was just like, okay, cool. Uh, Well, I'll see you in a couple months. I'm going to move there. And I know he's probably heard that a million times. So Mm -hmm. he hung up thinking nothing of it. That was in, uh, I want to say it was April, me and him spoke the first time, and July I showed up, I was like, yeah, I just moved here two days ago, came to check out the school, first time ever touching a ring, first time ever getting in a ring, and I was like, okay, this is where it's going to be, and the next month, August 8th, 2016, I started training, and uh, the rest was history, I got my first match in October. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I got an opportunity to wrestle at a birthday party, a private birthday party, and I had just did a training match a couple days before. Thursdays, we would do training matches. I did a training match. It went really really well. So we asked if we could kind of run the same match for the birthday party. And got the thumbs up, the green light. We did the birthday party. Everything was cool. Um, The next show, I was coming to help out, set up the ring, whatever. Joe calls me while I'm on my way there. Hey, you coming to the show? I'm like, yeah, I'm driving there now. Okay, cool. Uh, You know I got a spot for you, right? I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Nice. Now I'm on my first show and I had my first show, my first match, it went really well. Kevin Killer Cross was sitting ringside, FSW champion, uh, gets in the ring afterwards and, you know, the slow clap and solidify to all of our fans in attendance that whoever this Chris Bay kid is, he's gonna be the guy. And um, I couldn't thank Kevin enough for that, but he's always believed in me since the moment I first met him. He was the person who taught my first class. And I just remember being starstruck because he was the guy I saw on YouTube with the school. He was the guy who I first was, saw outside of any bigger realm of wrestling and knew that he was talented. So for that moment to be what it was, and then fast forward, you know, three years later, the 10-year anniversary of FSW and what's the main event, what's the draw attraction? Chris Bay defending the FSW Heavyweight Championship against Killer Cross wow. in this oh, match. Wow, that's pretty that awesome. That will either turn me into a living Las Vegas legend or we'll end my streak and Kevin will be back on top. You know, it was like the way that all came full circle through FSW, through the hard work I put in. I think maybe um, I got my first match two months in and then I hopped in a car to start uh, traveling the road and seeing other places, Arizona and California, maybe three months later and I was on the road ever since. I've been on the road now for three years where it's been pretty much every weekend. I've been out traveling, trying to get experience. There was a, a year where I was going out to Hollywood um maybe twice a month and not even getting matches, just going to help out, set up the ring and learn how television works, sitting in the production room, watching how they produce everything so when it's my time out there, I can know what to look for. I can know what they're looking for. It's can, great that you educated
1: you know? yourself beyond the wrestling. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like you were humble enough to go and set up rings and yes. do all that stuff. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. that's what is going to make you even a huge more star because your humbleness. Yes. You yes. know the fact that you went and learn and watch other wrestlers and gave other wrestlers credit. Yes. Because sometimes people forget that it's a team. Yes. You yes, know 100%. and that's what you're looking for like to be still be team players yep. at the end of the day. Yep. Besides the fact that you put on a great show for us fans, you yeah, know? Yes, yes. Oh, that's,
2: I think that's pretty cool. FSW is the home team. That's the home team. Who won
0: the uh, Killer Cross versus Chris Bayman? I, <laughs> I know. It's well, the end of the story well, here. It's crazy
2: because <laughs> yeah. no one ever beats Killer Cross. And that was the big thing, you know? No one ever beats Killer Cross. So he was either going to kill me, which I kept telling him towards the whole build, everyone knows I've been killed before. So it doesn't matter if you kill me. Can you keep me dead is the real question because (laughs) when i win i will be solidified as a living las vegas legend and the match ended with me putting him through a table one two three and solidifying my status here in vegas and i felt like for me at fsw at least that was the moment where Everything kind of capped off. I won the tag team championships twice. I won the No Limits Championship, and now here I am, the heavyweight champion at the 10-year anniversary in the main event. The two biggest stars built through FSW at the time, you know, Killer Cross, Chris Bay. I mean, think about it. That was a year ago, and a year later, once in WWE, once in Impact Wrestling, and we both came from this same place, you know, the same school. That right there was just the perfect story, and then I. Had a video drop because he always does stuff in the desert. There's a video that I dropped shortly after that match where I'm wandering through the desert, dragging the title behind oh, nice. me, nice. and I just get in front of the camera, don't say a word, and I just smile and I just keep walking. But I'm limping, I'm, I'm hurt, I'm clearly hurt and beaten and battered
0: and bruised, but I've got this.
1: But title. you get the title. <laughs>
0: are you uh are you gonna wrestle at mecca can you wrestle at mecca next weekend I, so with impact i can still wrestle independent
2: dates as long as they don't conflict with our schedule so cool. I can still do Mecca, I can still do FSW. I'm taking a little break from just FSW shows because, once again, that was the cap for me, Right. The right championship. Right. So yeah. now my my plan is to go elsewhere, take these opportunities to go other places in the country. I'm making my debut in Indiana soon, New York, um, out of the country. We're, we're planning a European tour right now. Oh, so very nice. I'm looking to build the brand of Chris Bay. So when I come back to FSW, I can build a larger fan base for us by bringing that and show the world, hey. Yeah, Chris Bay's over here. Yeah, Chris Bay came from here. But look at all these new stars we have here who are the next. Because I was the next and I am the now, I guess. But these are the next now. Right. You know, like all these people right here. And I want to build that. And I feel like if I stay right now doing that stuff, and just it'll, people will just get spoiled because I'm here every week. Right. So I have to go away. Mecca, I will be wrestling Daga in a first-round match Wow. For the... Um, Mecca Grand Championship, which is a championship that John Morrison held a year ago when he had Killer Cross put me through a table to start mm-hmm. all this, and I told John I was going to take his title, but he fled to WWE, <laughs> so uh, now the championship's Should up for grabs, be, yeah. and everyone knows I'm a championship whore. I, I have won 10 in my career, I grew up
1: Nothing making YouTube videos
2: about them, mm-hmm. and I currently hold three across three different states. And I will
0: be CB4 very soon when I win the Mecca <laughs> Grand you Championship.
1: Go. You just go get bigger and better, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, so, so you always try to come to that. They, yeah. You know, they. I wish they wouldn't schedule uh, Mecca on the same weekend as ROH every yeah. time. Yeah. Cause I can only go to so many wrestling matches no, in a yeah. given weekend. And theirs are the first ones, too. Yeah, so yeah. somebody's already hit me up yesterday and said, okay, I got ROH tickets for you uh-huh. for Friday. So yeah. I don't know. So well, if
2: you, you want to come to the <laughs> Mecca, I'll grab some tickets for you. i get some tickets for you. Oh. and We can all come okay. to the Mecca okay. and don't watch no, Chris Baby
0: Daga. Great. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into the personal side of Chris Bay because I know you uh, personally want to know more about Chris Bay personally, Alexis. Boyan. Can you tell? Yeah.
1: That I want to know more. That's right. <laughs> well, because I was trolling through his Instagram. <laughs> right.
0: You have questions. We need answers to these things. So,
1: what is the personal you besides the wrestling? Do you have a love interest? What do you like? What do you look forward into? A- to, in a woman, what yeah, are you? what's yeah. the qualities that she has to be? A wrestler too, because you know, a lot of wrestlers date other wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. So, or you'd rather have, I will say, a civilian, you yeah, know, a yeah. girl that's not in the business. Yeah. So what do you like?
2: Honestly, I, um, I've been very uh, torn on it because I don't really think I have a preference. I've, I'm not looking to date anyone in the business because I keep business business. I, I'm very serious about what I do. And I have to make the most of this career because I'd like to retire sooner than later. You know, right. I don't want to do this forever, so I want to succeed as much as I can without mixing things that may cause problems down the line. You know, what if I did pursue a relationship with someone in the business and then it doesn't work out? Now we got to share locker rooms together, and maybe it's awkward, maybe it's not. You know, I don't under- I, I don't even want that to be a possibility. You don't
1: want a John Cena Nikki yes. situation.
0: Yeah, that's or no, that's super and, awkward, and even you know? worse is like the. Chris Candido, Sonny, uh, Shawn Michaels situation yeah, that's, where like that's a weird. big name wrestler comes in and then steals the girlfriend yeah. of the lower card guy. Yeah, what what right then happened with then how the Ru- heck do they go? Ruse-
1: Ruse and you know, Lana. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? Right, Tore yeah, me it's, apart. It's <laughs> crazy.
2: And Bobby, if you listen to this, man, you, hit me up, man. What's going on? <laughs> I, need to, I, need to, I need to get to the bottom of that. But no, I, I like... What I, what I honestly want in a relationship is just um, that balance. I want to be able to find someone who can appreciate what I do. I can appreciate what they do. We can compliment each other. And there's not an issue. You know, there's just not an issue. So. You pretty
1: much want to come home and be like, okay, this is my day. And then move on from yeah. there.
2: Yeah. I, I want to leave work, work, and then Yeah. Like go through
1: this. the door and be like, you know what? This is my day. This is what happened. Vent. To your person yeah. and then it's you know what let's
2: do something else yeah 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 and i and i want to i want to be able to help in whatever they do you know i want right. to be able to support just support whatever whatever passions they have i've learned since i moved to vegas that a huge thing about me is just i love to help people uh, more than anything my lifelong goal was to wrestle for wwe and i did it um and then even before that my when i was one year in i had a tryout match in the staples center in front of the whole smackdown locker room like that's amazing that, when I was one year in, it was like my 60th match ever, and it's like, boom, but all my life, that's all I wanted. So once, I, once that moment happened, before it even happened live in front of an audience, I under, already understood, okay, I made my, my dream come true, what's next? And what's next for me was making other people's dreams come true and watching other people succeed. You talk about a Shogun Jones, I had a hand in helping him in his development, so to see him now win his first championship at FSW, that brings joy to me because I know what he, he's he been through and I know how bad he wanted it. And I was able to, the same feeling I had when I won my first championship, which was the tag team championships, he has. And now he has that championship. And he's so proud to have it. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Ice Williams at FSW, the No Limits champion. He was sitting front row for me versus Thomas Day in 2017 for the No Limits championship before he even started training at FSW. And now he's the No Limits champion. Like, I love... Watching people's dreams come true. So when it comes to a relationship and stuff like that I just want to be able to have fun and Support and just have something that's complimentary and not there's there's not an unequal balance I don't I don't want an unequal balance, you know
1: Do you feel right now because you are on the end? you are you know, you're where you're at right now. You're busy that you even have time to have a relationship. I don't. I don't. I don't think so.
2: Yeah. I don't think so. I I, I just got back from Atlanta this morning. I was out there since Thursday night. Last week, I I left Thursday and did LA, all the way LA to Washington, came back Monday. So I'm home like two days a week these days. Absolutely. So it's just like...
1: Believe me, I know the it's,
2: life. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it would be unfair. It's hard. It would be it's almost art. unfair. And there's someone I, I like had my eye on, but her and I both under, understand that because of what lives and tell that it's not meant to be right now and if it's a thing that's going to happen down the line it'll happen when it's supposed to happen one thing i don't do anymore is try to force things they either happen or they don't. don't i don't try to force anything because i just believe in everything happening for a reason and everything having a place and a time for it to happen you know i didn't uh sign with impact a year ago not that they offered but when they first came to vegas they weren't interested in chris bay you know that wasn't because i wasn't whatever is because it was meant to happen a year later when he was the hottest free agent and when aew's talking about him and when he just appeared on wwe had it had it happened a year ago none of that would have happened my name wouldn't be what it's built to be you know and and in the moment of course i'm working for that to happen so i'm like damn why is it not happening it's time. It's just time. You have to be patient with things. And Absolutely. I just want to be patient. I just want to let everything fall into place. It'll fall into place when it's supposed to.
1: Especially if you're saying you'd rather date a civilian. It's hard for yeah. some civilians to understand yeah. the life. Yeah. And you're busy, you very, know, and very. right now, not only that you're busy... Girls, he's a good-looking man. If you're going to date as a vintage, they're probably, they're probably going to give you drama that yeah. you don't need. Yeah, You know, you didn't answer. You didn't do this. Why are you so far? Why didn't you call me when you got up? And like, believe me, it's like, that's like not even what you want to hear at that point. Yeah, because yeah. I'm, done. I'm sure after you are done your performance and everything else, you catch yourself together. You need to go to sleep. Like, yeah. you, need your, you need your me time. hundred percent. You know? So I feel that you ladies out there, just slide through his DM and he'll figure it out. <laughs> yes, yes, do it. You're welcome. Just,
2: just, thank you for that. Just, just know if, if we're doing something together and that's just where we're at, it's just trust. I just, Absolutely. I, I trust you and I want you to trust me and just know that because I'm not answering or whatever the case is, there's a good reason. It's not just because I'm out here fucking around or just being right. wild or whatever. Like, I'm, there's a good reason. Just know that I'm going to get back to you. Yeah. Or I'm going to get back to you. As soon, and as, I, is, as,
1: soon as possible, and you, said that you the are the my mind. You're, the keyword is trust.
2: Yeah.
1: And if you're a cheater, you're going to be a cheater anywhere you go. You don't have uh-huh. to leave town to be a cheater.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's that. Yeah. But what is your, I mean, I checked out your pictures.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, you obviously wrestle, you know, that's nice muscle definition. What is your uh, uh, workout uh. routine? What do you do?
0: Uh, is there
1: a special diet you keep? Or, I mean, how many times a week do you... You do you work out?
2: Uh, so when I'm home and I'm not traveling, as crazy. I try to get in the gym every day, uh, sometimes twice a day. Oh, you're a beast. Uh, learned it from my man right here.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> so no comparison. In fact, I'm listening with, you know... Riveted over here because I want to hear how you get those abs like that. Those are crazy abs. Okay,
2: so the funny story about the abs are, uh, I started training
0: for abs when I was like in the fourth grade because, oh, because I'm because dying. I look. <laughs> so this isn't gonna solve my problem. No, he's not gonna solve
1: either one of unless problems. he lends
0: me his time machine he was yeah. telling me about now, earlier. Now, today. now
2: we can go into the portal. But uh, yeah, I, oh would, I wanted to be John Morrison. John Morrison had the sweet abs. He had the chicks around him. I was like, man. That's what you need, abs, okay, cool. Yeah, you need I'm, I'm going to get some abs. And it wasn't the solution, but now, you know, down the line, it, it helps benefit. Well, you them.
1: definitely build that line, that muscle line, yeah, because it's yeah. not easy for... Anybody to no. have that kind of definition. So congratulations. Thank
2: you, thank you. I, I just take, <laughs> I, I take everything very serious. It's like two gallons of water a day. Uh, I'm gonna drink
1: more water. <laughs> there it is.
2: All of you drink more water. It's, no more stay, Tito's stay for me. <laughs> Tito's and water combination. That's what it is. Ah. Uh, but now we're in the gym. I I I don't even like count reps anymore either. I stop. I've learned throughout my years of working out. What works for me is just challenging myself to my limits and and always switching things up. So sometimes I'll do workouts backwards. Sometimes I'll put muscle groups together that don't need to be together. Like, okay, I'm doing calves and biceps today, but only a certain angle of biceps and only a certain angle of calves. And then I'll do all my sets, like maybe four or five sets of things, but I'll do until I feel like maybe I can squeeze out three more reps And I'll stop there for that set. And then I'll go up and wait and do the same thing and keep that same uh, mentality. Because to wrestle, you have to have that endurance and that strength, stamina. Getting through a match, you're wrestling 20 minutes long. You got to make sure when you get 20 minutes in, you're not about to drop someone on their head on a suplex or whatever the move is. Because we're trusting each other. So you have to be strong for the long run and not for the first 30 seconds. So I train myself that way with maybe 30 second breaks in between all my sets. That way... It's that's my cardio right there i'm not taking any rest sets and if i am going to do cardio it's going to be stairmaster because i've always felt like the stairmaster uh, benefits me the best cardio wise and, and
1: builds that yeah. ass <laughs> yeah, build, build them
2: glutes up you know I, I saw yeah, a picture of me it. and I have no goddamn ass <laughs> and I said by next year I need a slice of chocolate cake that the women gonna wanna bake you yeah.
0: know what I'm saying like, your
1: friends <laughs> I did to was. grab on yeah,
0: alright last so, question cause uh we, believe it or not we're an hour in already oh, wow. here, so, oh, we're having uh, so
1: much fun we are
0: not gonna like this one
1: <laughs> well you know it's his
0: much. mature audience's mayhem pop. Podcasts, uh, no, they and these will These wrestlers keep coming on the podcast, and I say like talked about the legendary stories of the nightlife of the wrestlers, and then they all go like. Well, we used to, but really these days we read books after, you know but I went to <laughs> That's a, what I call it. <laughs> I went to a wrestling party a couple of weeks ago that R V D yeah. was thrown. I saw I Chris saw, there. Yeah. I saw uh, I all saw you. of them. Cool,
1: there. I Smile, I saw that on Instagram. Uh, yes, I had a great
0: time. It was but it was this late. whole thing about wrestlers going to the library at night now and, and just doing reading is not true, apparently. Y'all are still partying. I call it yeah. bullshit. So yeah. Yeah. I call bullshit. <clears throat> I want somebody to be real enough to come on this day podcast and tell us a couple of stories Uh-oh. of nightlife that got out of control <laughs> amongst the wrestlers he's like over here. shit man because like jericho was willing to do it but he was only willing to share stories from 20 years ago yeah. he's like we all did a bunch of uh ecstasy and then and then we were told hey you're wrestling rick flair later on today and so he had to go do it while he's wasted and stuff. <laughs> right, right, all yeah. right what do you got for us i mean
2: to be honest and the reason why people try to oh, we don't do that anymore. It runs in groups. Everybody's in groups. So yeah. even as much as everyone's a family in the locker room, there's still this group over here who likes to go out after and this right. group who doesn't like to go out. I'm in the middle of that. It depends where we're at, what we're doing. If I'm in a, a, a new city I've never been in or if I'm just in a city that's not here in Vegas and I want to go explore, I'm going to go explore. I'm going to have a good time. Last night we were out there right across the street from the Roxy where we were filming Impact. They had a, a nice bar across the street where uh, the talent went both nights and good good party and good vibes, good drinks, you know? I like a drink or two. Uh, We saw a couple fist fights, and when I say a couple, like two or three broke out in the same night. Wild fist fights involving or...
0: wrestlers. No, or... no. Well, it
2: Thankfully, it wasn't involving wrestlers, but just involving like drunk people. And for us, Those now are it's best. our show. It's our show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh to me, <is> the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: when you see like, like, yeah, you... yeah, use yeah. the Judas effect on it. Yeah, <laughs> right. <yeah. Okay. laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> it's perfect opportunity for a spinning elbow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, RVD was telling us that he has. He does seem to get in fights still from time to time. Really? I mean, yeah.
2: I when can imagine people get drunk and just want to test RVD. I don't know who thought that was a smart idea.
1: Well, drunk people will think it's a smart idea. Oh, yeah. Because I've been to a few events with friends that are wrestlers. Yeah. And they will be like, I see you wrestle. You suck. And they're drunk. And I'm like, you really want to pick a fight with this, right, you know, yeah. and professional wrestler right, right now? And I'm yeah. just looking. I'm like, but I feel like because you guys are a public figure, yeah. you have to watch what you do. Right. Especially putting your hands on a civilian that's intoxicated. It's it's not,
2: not at all the move.
1: (laughs) Absolutely not. But I feel like there's always that defender in that time when I went to see, when we were hanging out with a few friends of mine that are wrestlers, and we're at this bar in Hollywood, and this guy is telling him, you suck, blah, 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 blah. Then the other guy's like, no, he doesn't. And then they get in the fight and it's like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) It's like free tickets to the stupid show. (laughs) You know?
2: Well said. I remember uh, there was one time where I was at a bar here in Vegas um, with New Day and like Willie Mack and uh, Martin Casals and... uh, uh, a couple other people that are slipping my, my, my mind, but I remember it was just one of those those nights where it just didn't feel real, especially me, however long ago it was, two years ago, just sitting around all these people that I've had such respect and admiration for. I know we were playing Twitch, we were singing Golden Girls. We were, <laughs> uh, I, I ended up on top of a table for sure. And I don't remember how I got home or when I got home, but I remember waking up and having lasagna burnt on the oven (laughs) on the stove top. Those are the best
0: times. And a
2: a fork in my hand and my pants around my ankles, and I just remember
1: remember thinking, this could have
2: went real bad or it already did, and I don't know. But
1: did somebody walk out of your bathroom and be like, hey, babe? <laughs> I, if that, that would have happened,
2: I would have got at least some answers because I still don't have any. I still don't, still don't know what you happened. You get a
1: little flashbacks later on.
2: No, I need I need to get some cameras in my house. Or oh I my god, I don't want a camera in what my What drunk house. me does? I just need to know because I, I love lasagna and I, I burnt it. And then <laughs> the, the fork, like the pants. I just want to know whether I put the, the lasagna in and just was like, let me also take my pants off and then maybe let, me let it breathe. And, <laughs> and,
1: and maybe maybe, maybe, I, maybe
2: I fell on the floor and just. Stayed there with the fork, you know. I don't I still don't know how it happened. I still don't know where everybody went after that. I, I think like New Day had some flights to catch and and you know, maybe the rest of the guys were still playing video games when I left, but I just know that's how it went when I left. I I don't remember Anything for B, but I remember point A was bar, point C was fork <laughs> and pants on ankles. Don't remember the rest.
1: Yeah. So I hear you mention a lot bars. Are yeah. you more a bar person, like a kickback era, like area, or you like clubs? I mean, you live, obviously, in Vegas, yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. everything here. Yeah,
2: we got it all, yeah. I like bars over clubs, and I think that's just because um, it's a lot more, more expensive in clubs, number one, and number two clubs always make it feel more like a party right. and since i moved to vegas i've been under that i gotta work hard right now and I'll, I'll party when i've earned it when i feel like i've earned it right so i don't do a lot of partying but bars like i step over to the bar every now and then have maybe two drinks and a lot of times i i, I do this company suburban fight now where we wrestle in bars without rings that's so we'll awesome like straight yeah, that's bar right. fights like two people come out, crowd us surround them and we just fight, put each other through doors, hit each other with beer bottles. Out, I can see out one of those. Beers, <laughs>
0: like,
2: total total rock awesome. star shit. Like, yeah. It's I the coolest thing. I love that. That's thing. awesome. So, once I'm done with that, I'll go to the back, wipe off real quick, and walk right back out there shirtless. Who's buying drinks? You know, like, <laughs> cool, we're, we're drinking now. So I just happen to end up in more bars than, than it be me. Hey, let's go out to a bar or something like that. But I know very soon here I'm very passionate about music. Um, That's always been a passion, like I said, my grandfather. And uh, this Thursday, March 12th, my uh, first single's dropping on all platforms. Oh,
1: congratulations, Yeah, It's
2: called Brain Freeze off my uh, new EP called Dark Dreams and Shiny Things, which is basically the story of my life the last couple years since I've moved and the glamorization behind people seeing the championships, all the chains and jewelry I wear versus the real shit that I've been through and the emotional side of everything and the relationships and the the things that may have came and gone that I, I don't have anymore. So it'll be like a cool blend, but the first single's dropping this week and I know I plan to take that the long way. So once that starts popping up and everything, you know, maybe I'll start showing up in clubs again then. But for now, well, you gotta, gotta put
1: priorities,, and you know, like course, you said, yeah. once you feel like you earn it, and you can have a little bit, but right now, if I feel like you have like the world in your hands, yeah, and you yeah. gotta take it you know and live the moment right now, you
2: gotta live it right now, because tomorrow's not promised. Someone asked me the other day, how do you uh like stay so? Humble and chill after everything that's been going on with me, right. and, and the, my my answer is very simple, because that was yesterday. What am I gonna do great today? You know, like I can't dwell on the past. What can Absolutely. I do great today? I have to. I ever since the summer, I've been living under the motto that you have to be better than you were yesterday. And that's been my only goal every single day is just to be better than I was yesterday. No, no matter whether that means in performance or how I treat people or something I can contribute or knowledge I can pass on, that's every day for me just being better than I was yesterday.
0: So, yeah. There you go, Reggie. Solid tonight. advice from the future of pro wrestling, the next big thing, Chris Beck. <clears throat> be better than you were yesterday. All right, and yeah, I tell you, uh, uh, when I was a kid growing up, um, or it's at some point, people used to talk about how Ultimate Warrior and Sting were in the same little group. And uh, I don't know what's going on outside.
1: We're having a ratchet party outside. Uh,
0: <laughs> so I don't know if the microphone's picking we're it up. We're actually at a like club. Like it's earthquakes going on. We're, 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 we're really something. at a club. We're just not, <laughs> we <we're lying. laughs> It's a club. It's a club, y'all. Wow, what the hell? So, but anyway, uh, so the the, you know, Sting and and uh, Ultimate Warrior were unknowns together in this little group and then they later on became, you know, the top of wrestling. And right. So here I have Chris Bay on the program this week and then Ace Austin is coming on like next week or the week after, something like that. Nice. And I think nice. like 10 years from now, we're gonna be watching these two saying these two dominate the sport, and they're both (laughs) in their early 20s right now. So this was a really cool interview. Uh, We thank everybody for listening. If you are one of the many people that um, are not already subscribed to the podcast, but you tuned in just because you're a fan of Chris Bay, we encourage you to please hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star review uh, and, and be part of the team here. Chris, give us your social media. Okay, so... You can follow me on
2: Twitter and Instagram at Dashing Chris Bay. That's B E Y, not B A E, for anybody who's uh, wondering. It's Dashing Chris Bay, Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me there. Search Chris Bay on YouTube. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, I respond to. Anything that's intelligent and not just fuckery. So if you got something that you really need answers to or you want to reach out to me about something, advice, whatever, if I see it and its quality, I definitely respond and and try to help out as many people as I can. Because it's all about the the impact we leave on this world. And as I say impact, I also want to go ahead and say... Tune in on Tuesday nights on Access at 8 p.m. And we're live on Twitch as the show airs as well if you don't have Access. And you can see the ultimate finesser Chris Bay showing up on Impact Wrestling to teach people lessons in the art of finesse. It's going to be very, very compelling. Very, very interesting. And if you weren't at the tapings last night in Atlanta, we got a lot of cool stuff. So just stay tuned. Just stay tuned.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: What's your social media? Alexis Samore, the greatest form performer in the history of the business? Yeah, uh, hey, what's, your, what's your social media? <laughs>
1: let, me, let me go troll yours now. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, Twitter is Alexis Samore with an E at the end. Um, Instagram, a little shit took my name. So it's princess <laughs> underscore Alexis Samore. And you can find me on my OnlyFans.com slash Alexis And that's the only way I will answer your DMs.
2: Yeah. Go, 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 <laughs> go, go subscribe on that OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, yeah promise you quality content only the best and if you want a response learn, that's what you got to do like you can't hit me up like you gonna hit me up like and just because we here together you can't hit me up and be like yo connect me because i'm gonna just send you the only fans link so exactly. just get it already
1: good, good job <laughs> all right and I'm glenn, your king. I'm glenn
0: yeah, yeah, king xxx that's g-l-e-n-n-k-i-n-g-x-x-x on twitter and you can find all my stuff from there it's got a little page with all my links And there you go, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to Mature Audiences Mayhem.